0: My prayer for you today is that you will know how much He is for you when I'm finished with my message. Now when I was asked to, asked to share today, I was, I was told to, um, Pastor John, this is just going to be kind of an informal New Year's Day service. No better place to be than in church on New Year's Day, right? and that, um, you know, we'd like for you to share a few thoughts, Uh, just have a short devotional message, (laughs) and remember the kids will be uh, with us as well. So um, are there any children this morning here? Any children? Can I hear you? All right, so uh, kids, since you are in big church, then you're gonna have to act like big people, all right? And I know you get restless, and I know that you, you know, have to express yourself verbally. I understand that. So what Pastor John likes is for every now and then, if you feel that you just need to express something, just say amen. Can you do that, kids? Everybody, let's just hear one, two, three. That'll work. So, the message is titled Best Beginnings. I've been doing a lot of teaching this past year out of the book of Philippians. Paul's letter to the church at Philippi. And uh, I've enjoyed that tremendously. And before I go any farther, I just want to say, I want to welcome all of you who are watching online. I meant to do that at the beginning. And uh, Pastor Bob and Lori, we're praying for you as well. And then I just want to say hello to my youngest daughter in Michigan who is watching this morning. As I've been teaching out of this book of Philippians, it is such an encouraging book. And I would really encourage you to to look at that letter of Paul and, and, um, and just see the encouragement that he gives to the believers at a very difficult time, not only in the church, but also in Paul's life as he's writing this letter from a Roman prison. And so I wanted to just lift out a verse of Scripture out of the first chapter that's been on my heart for the last several months. In fact, when I was asked to speak this morning, I knew exactly what verse I wanted to go to. And so I'm going to be reading out of Philippians chapter 1, beginning with verse 3. Paul writes this. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. Now, just take a moment and think about that word joy. Just look at that word joy. That is a key word all throughout this epistle, all throughout this letter. And he says, because of your partnership, In the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. What a powerful word that is. And I want to specifically look at verse 6. Again, it says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. I looked this verse up also in another translation, the Passion Translation, and I liked how it read, and I'll share this with you. I pray with great faith for you, because I am fully convinced that the one who began this glorious work in you will faithfully continue the process of maturing you and will put his finishing touches on to it until the unveiling Of our Lord Jesus Christ. I love how that is worded. So I'm going to just quickly lift out three phrases or three thoughts that I want to have you consider this morning. The first is the phrase good work. Good work. The work of God. In your life is of His divine nature. The work of God in your life is of His divine nature. As you walk with the Lord, no matter what you are going through, and I know that all of us have been going through some challenging times maybe even some what you would call devastating times. But they have been challenging times. As I have uh, spoken to uh, uh, church folks and, and those that have called the church and, and, and just listened to their stories, listened to their burdens, listened to the needs that they have, I, I, just, I just pray with them. And just lift them to the Lord. And I know that no matter what we are going through, no matter what is going on in any of our lives, it is, listen, a good work. Can you say that with me? Good work. That's what Paul is wanting to help these believers to understand as they are going through their difficulties that God is doing a good work in their lives. And this is only because of one truth. Ready for it? God is good. Oh, come on. Kids, help me out. God is good. Amen. He is good. Again, I like how it's phrased in the Passion Translation, the one who began a glorious, glorious work. This work that God is doing is able to bring glory to the one and only Son, Jesus Christ. It's to His glory that we live, it's to Him that we give our lives and submit ourselves to Him, realizing that we glorify Him through our lives and through those things that we are going through. There are a couple of Greek words used in the New Testament that are translated into the English language uh, that is just simply good. I wanted to share this with you because I find it fascinating. This particular Greek word is the one used most frequently in the New Testament. And it is the word agathos. And I wanted to share that with you because I just like saying agathos. Say it. Agathos. Now, don't you feel better? It's good. As I looked up this word and and just to research the meaning of this word agathos this word translated good it is a definition is this the christian life I'll say that again the christian life due to divine efficiency due to divine efficiency so, anytime this word is used in the New Testament, it is a reference to the work that is directly related or accredited to God. All right? Are you with me? It is used to uh, relate God in our lives. And that's why Paul uses the word that He is doing a good work in us. It's a divine work. And then also, it is good because it's worthwhile. It's what God wants us to know and to experience. It's worthwhile. Wow, whatever we go through, listen to this statement of truth. It's from Isaiah chapter 55. It says this, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways. Now that's a good reminder, isn't it? That's good for us to, as we begin this new year, or even as we look back over this past year, to realize that God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. That's a statement of truth. But then, as it says, declares the Lord, I believe this next verse, verse 9, is the declaration of the Lord that He wants us to hear. And it says in the ninth verse, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. That's the declaration that He wants us to understand. And then there's the familiar verse of Scripture that's found in Romans, the 8th chapter, verse 28. And I've heard it from this pulpit the last two or three weeks. It's an important verse. We know that God causes everything to work together, together for the good of those who love God And who are called according to his purpose. Now, can you find yourself in the midst of that verse? Can you see yourself in the midst of that promise that God gives to us? Can you picture yourself? Can you just uh, visualize yourself? No matter what you are going through, can you just put yourself in the middle of that verse? To know that God causes all things, all things to work together for the good, your good, of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. Just two words from that scripture that, that again, you need to understand, you need to, to highlight. First of all, again, the word good, the word good. And then at the end of the verse, verse 28 there, the word purpose. Listen, brothers and sisters, your life being lived out is not by accident. It is for a purpose. It's for a divine purpose. And that's what God is doing in our lives. God wants to accomplish in us good for His glory. However, listen to this statement. We can easily become guilty of subverting what God desires and how He chooses to do His good work in us. We are guilty, easily Guilty of subverting what God wants to do. I'm guilty of that. Anybody else? I've been guilty of subverting what God wants to do in my life. That is good. That is best. That He wants me to understand and wants me to know. Maybe not while I'm going through it, but there is going to be a time that I will realize that the good that God was doing Was for his glory through my life. That leads me to the second phrase that I'd like to lift up. Faithfully continue. Faithfully continue. God will be faithful, but more importantly, he will enable you to be faithful. I thought I'd get at least one kid, amen. God will be faithful. And he will enable you to be faithful as well. Hebrews chapter 11 is is known as the faith chapter of the Bible. And the first verse gives us the definition of faith the confidence of what we hope, the assurance of what we cannot see. I like how Eugene Peterson wrote in the Message Translation this way, the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living." That's pretty clear. That's pretty understandable of what faith really is, the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. In 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 7, Paul says this, "...we walk by faith, not by sight." Living our lives in a manner consistent with our confident belief of God's promises. Our confident belief of God's promises. Now, brothers and sisters, you may not be confident of what you are experiencing, or what you have gone through, or what life has thrown at you. But one thing for sure is that you can be confident in who God is and what He is doing in your life. He is faithful, and He will work that faithfulness through us so that we may be able to be faithful as well. I pray that as you begin this new year, that you will make just those two verses something that is a priority in your life, something that you can focus on, something that you can just memorize and have and give you strength as you begin. Faith is such an important aspect of life. No matter how long one has been a Christian, our faith is being stretched and tested along the journey. Because of this, faith is hopefully growing as we mature in the understanding and knowledge of God. If you are a young believer or a new Christian here this morning, you can learn more about what this faith is all about. We have several opportunities in the church We have our discipleship led by Dr. Bob. We have life groups that we encourage people to be a part of. As you are learning what faith is all about and how God is faithful, this will help you to to grow in your walk with Christ and in your life in Him. You'll become more aware And you will experience the incredible truth of God's faithfulness. God's faithfulness. One of the reasons I love um, hanging around our senior adults is I get to watch them and, and listen to their testimonies of God's faithfulness in their lives. I love how they're able to trust God because they know that He has never failed them. They've been serving God for a long time. And so as New Year's Eve comes, they they just, you know, they just say, it's just another day. I trusted God today. New Year's Day, I'll still be trusting him. It's just another day. They'll say, you know what? He's never failed me. He's not going to start now or ever. Let's go have pie. (laughs) I don't know what that means that uh, you said amen to that. Yes, I do. that doesn't mean that they don't go through difficulties. I see them face great challenges and the losses that they experience of a spouse or child or the struggles that they have with health issues. But they believe God is faithful and God will be with them. They are solid, and they are grounded in the Lord. And young people, I would encourage you, I think I can boldly say this without any hesitation. Young people, you can go to any of our senior adults in this church, and you can just ask them if you are needing prayer or needing help, you can just ask them, and they would be glad to pray with you and glad to help you. I know that they will." One of our couples in the church Jim and Mary Porter. About a year ago, Jim went to the KU Med Center in Kansas City, and they assessed him and, and ran a, a lot of tests on him and, and everything, and, and they decided that he was a candidate. For a kidney transplant. And as they came back and they shared with several of us that, you know what? We're just trusting the Lord. We're just going to put it in His hands. He's in control of this. And if He wants me to have a a new kidney, he's He's going to make it happen. 1 30 Friday morning. This this past Friday morning, they get a call from Kansas City, the KU Med Center, and said, Jim, we think we have a kidney for you. It matches you. It, it, it is, is 99% a match for you. And we just want you to, to be ready that if we call you, we're going to have to Look at it and test it and, and make sure that it's good and everything. But we want you to be ready to drive to Kansas City at any time today. So later on that afternoon, 5, 6 o'clock that afternoon, evening, they got a call from KU Med Center. and said, Jim, we need you to come to Kansas City. We're going to put a kidney, make a kidney transplant tomorrow morning. When you get here, When you get here, check into the hospital, and then we'll do the surgery on Saturday morning. Mary called and and said they've taken him to surgery. A few hours later, she texted me and said, Jim's out of surgery, everything's gone well, and we're just praising the Lord. At 2.30 in the afternoon, I get another phone call. It says Jim Porter, and I'm going, oh, goodness, what's happened? And I answer the phone. I said, hello, and I hear this voice on the other line. What is wrong with the Big 12? (laughs) Jim, what are you doing on the phone? Oh, wow! And he was just thanking the Lord. He was just praising the Lord. He says, I'm doing great. I'm doing wonderful. I'm just watching football. And I said, well, Jim, I'm sorry about the Big 12. I don't think it's looking too promising for TCU, but we'll find out. And then TCU pulls up the upset. (laughs) But all along through this journey, almost a year-long journey, it has always been in God's hands. And they have trusted Him. And I know that no matter what happens in the days, weeks, and months ahead, that they will still trust in the Lord because He is faithful. The last thing that I want to share this morning is this. Confident consummation. Our assurance that trans- transcends hope is our maturing until its full and finished completion. As the Apostle Paul says, we will stand perfect at the unveiling of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know what that word perfect Means complete. It means whole. It means we will finally be completely redeemed through Jesus Christ as we stand before Him at the day of His return. that's when we'll be perfect. Not in this life. Not here on this earth. There was only one who lived here in this life who was perfect, and his name is Jesus Christ, who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But one day, brothers and sisters, we'll stand before him complete. We'll stand before him whole. We'll stand before him redeemed, and he will make us perfect for all eternity. Amen. One of the great theologians in the last hundred years, Adam Clark, said this, There shall be nothing lacking... On God's part to support you and to make you wise, holy, and happy, and bring you at last to His kingdom and His glory. Praise God. Praise God. And this is the thought that I want to close and leave with you this morning. Best beginnings are realized as we acknowledge the good work of Christ, of God, trusting and believing in His faithful promises as we look forward today Lord willing, tomorrow, the next day, each and every day throughout this coming year, as we look forward to finally the day when we look upon His face and we behold His glory. Let's stand. Our gracious Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be in your presence this day, this first day of 2023. Father, may we just look to you, realizing that, God, you are for us, You're not against us. You are with us. We are not alone. And that, God, you continue to bring your good work into us and through us. You are faithful. We trust you. We depend upon you. And we believe your promises. And one day, God, we will stand in your presence and in your glory. We give you praise and we give you honor. In Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen. Amen. Have a blessed day. God bless you.